everyone, and welcome back to the Gilman Report. In today's episode, we are going to be doing my week one fantasy football risers and fallers. We did a risers and fallers episode at the end of the preseason, but now as the first week of the 2021 NFL season has finished, I'm going to be giving you my week one risers and fallers. Uh, I have three risers and three fallers. These are players who have either gone up in my fantasy football rankings after their performance on Sunday or have gone down in my fantasy football rankings after their performance on Sunday. So let's just start it off with the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Coming into the season, I was extremely high on Jalen Hurts after what I saw in the few games that he played last year. I think he's incredibly talented and I think he has a lot of a lot of room to grow as a passer and already has the amazing rushing upside that you want from a top tier fantasy quarterback. Coming into week one, Jalen Hurts was ranked the eighth quarterback for for this week, not overall, just for this week against the Atlanta Falcons. And he finished as a top five fantasy quarterback, finishing with twenty-eight points against this terrible Falcons defense. So the Eagles demolished the Falcons 32-6 and Hurts had an amazing game throwing 27 completions out of 35 attempts for 264 yards, 3 touchdowns, 0 interceptions, and 0 fumbles. I think that is the really important thing to look at here that he had 0 that he had zero turnovers. That shows maturity and that's something you want to see from a second year quarterback, especially in fantasy football. The most important thing, though, is that he ran for 62 yards, carried it seven seven times for 62 yards, um, which is, you know, that's solid six points, and that is the type of rushing upside that you want from a top-tier fantasy quarterback, and that's what I've been saying. That is why I'm so high on him this year, because of his amazing rushing upside. So for the rest of the year, I would have him as a borderline top-10 quarterback, and I think that he's going to finish the year as a top five quarterback. I would not go as far as Matthew Barry did. Matthew Barry on the ESPN Fantasy Show said that he predicts that, a bold prediction, that Jalen Hurts will be the number one fantasy quarterback at the end of the year. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think that's going to happen, but I think he will be the top five. And I had so much confidence in Jalen Hurts that I started him in two of my fantasy football leagues. And in one of my leagues, I benched Justin Herbert for him. Justin Herbert was playing against a strong Washington football defense. Jalen Hurts against the Falcons' atrocious defense. And I practiced what I preach. I made the change. Jalen Hurts was in my lineup and won me my fantasy football matchup for week one, starting off with a 1-0 record. So incredibly happy with what I've said earlier. Jalen Hurts made me proud, and I'm happy that he um, succeeded in this past week. And I just, I, I think that I'm very confident in his ability to play well for the rest of the year. But when he plays against better defenses, he's not going to have the best output as he did in this game. But I actually don't think you have to worry about him playing such great defenses because according to the strength of schedule chart, the Eagles have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Uh, so they're not going to be playing a lot of great defenses, which allows for Jalen Hurts to have more games like this. And yeah, so he's going to be in my lineup every single week, as he should be for you, and is a top 10 fantasy quarterback going into the rest of the season. 
moving on to our second riser and that is the rams entire offense so on the first sunday night football game of the year the los angeles rams demolished the bears 34 to 14 in their starting quarterback's debut in matthew stafford's debut game with the rams after spending 13 years with the detroit lions stafford had an amazing game uh, throwing 20 for 26 for 321 yards three touchdowns and zero interceptions so i think this is i think everyone knows especially rams fans rams fans excuse me that stafford is an incredible incredible upgrade uh, than Jared Goff was. Not to say Jared Goff is bad, but Matthew Stafford is just on another level. And so because of the quarterback upgrade, the entire offense has been upgraded, more specifically Cooper Cup. It seems from watch just watching one game that Cooper Cup is going to be Matthew Stafford's favorite target. Cup finished the game with 10 targets, 7 receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown. So I'm upgrading Cooper Cup in all of my fantasy rankings. Again, I also had him on my team, and he had a great game. Um, but yeah, he's going to be upgraded on my fantasy rankings as now a top-tier wide receiver too. And and I think I have to maybe downgrade a little bit Robert Woods as he only had three receptions for 27 yards and a touchdown, but did not have the volume he usually gets with only four targets. So I'm going to be downgrading him a little bit but still going to be a start every single week and is a conference start every single week but should be should should monitor that as he only got four targets and was out targeted by Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Speaking of Tyler Higby, he had five receptions for 68 for 68 yards. That is a very good game especially in PPR and consider, cons, considering the tight end landscape we have in the NFL right now. Uh, for fantasy, uh, Higby is going to be a starter each and every week with this Stafford upgrade at quarterback. So I'm high on all three of these guys, Cup, Woods, and Higby. should be starters in all your lineups and have been moved up in my fantasy rankings uh, with Matthew Stafford at the helm. The only player that I'm not very high on is Daryl Henderson. And so you could say, why are you not high on Daryl Henderson? He had 16 carries for 70, yard, for 70 yards and a touchdown. That is a great, that is a great game. Uh, but the reason that he got out this volume, the reason that he got the 16 carries is because Sonny Michelle, the running back that they traded for right before the season started from the New England Patriots, only got one carry. And I think the reason is that Michelle has not had time to learn the offense. Uh, but as the season goes on, he's going to be getting a more consistent role and is going to eat into those 16 carries that Daryl Henderson got. So I would actually be looking to trade Daryl Henderson after this strong performance. Uh, maybe and selling high on him because I don't think that he's going to be able to get the same amount of volume that he's got in week one against the Bears. So that is what I would do. And I think that if you're able to get a player that you can buy low on and sell high on Dale Henderson, if you're able to convince someone to give you James Robinson or maybe even Ezekiel Elliott, running backs like that. Uh, so yeah, not very confident in Dale Henderson with Tony Michelle eating into that volume. Moving on to our last riser. And that is quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston last year spent the year being a backup to Drew Brees. But as we all know, Drew Brees has retired. And now Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback. So in his Saints debut, he was 14 for 20 for 148 yards and five touchdowns. 
that five touch those throwing those five touchdowns tied his career high not only did he throw five touchdowns but he threw a touchdown to three different receivers and i think that's important uh, for fantasy uh, which shows that i think that's important for fantasy as it shows that a lot of these options on the saints offense are going to be consistent as the year goes on uh, i think it's even more impressive that he threw five touchdowns against a strong green bay packers secondary led by jeer alexander so yeah i love this game i'm a big fan of james winston and just show that he has the confidence and still has uh, the ability to throw for a five touchdown game is great to see and especially for fantasy and i just want to speak about the difference between last year's off saints offense and this year's saints offense so last year drew Brees, again he is one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the nfl but late in his career, he did not have the arm strength that he used to have. And because of that, he, they, the Saints were not throwing the ball down the field. That is why Alvin Kamara had such an amazing year, just running the ball and checks downs to Alvin Kamara every single play. But this year, with Jameis Winston, who has a big arm and loves to throw the ball down the field, this whole, this whole offense, especially the tight ends and wide receivers, gets a huge upgrade, especially Juwan Johnson, who caught two touchdowns, who we're going to talk about in, the, in a future episode, and Marcus Calloway, who has that connection with James Winston that we saw in the preseason. And just before we go on to the fallers, I want to talk about Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was put on the PUP list and is going to be out for another five weeks, should be coming back Monday Night Football against the Seahawks in Week 7. And I think that if James Winston can continue to play at a similar level that he did against the Green Bay Packers, there's going to be great news for Michael Thomas owners. If Michael Thomas can get back to being healthy and playing well like he did two years ago, breaking the the receptions record, then he's going to be a top-tier fantasy wide receiver option and should be played in all leagues. So maybe you should be, if you have faith in James Winston, maybe you should be looking to trading for uh, Michael Thomas, if you get him on the low low. And moving on to our fantasy fallers. The first faller we have is a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and his name is Mike Evans. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the first Thursday night football game of the year beat the Cowboys 31 to 29 in a nail biter, one of the best football games I've seen. Um, just shows Brady's greatness, um, but what was not shown was Mike Evans' greatness, as he only had three receptions for 24 yards and only six targets. He had the lowest target share between my, him, him, between him, Chris Godwin, and Tony Brown. That is not something you like to see. And you know who also out-targeted him and out outplayed him and out-received him? It was Gronk. So now he's not only conceding with Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, he's also he's also having to fight for targets with a healthy and in-shape Gronk who looks to be back to his New England self. So I think that this is not a good sign for Mike Evans, especially against this weak Cowboys defense. He cannot get it done. So right now, and I've been and people have been saying this. The fantasy analysts have been saying that for Mike Evans, it is it is a touchdown or bust for him, and he did not catch a touchdown in this week's game, so it was a bust. I don't think his trade value right now is very high, but if he has a good game in the next few weeks, in week two or week three or week four, whenever it happens, I'd be looking to trade him 
uh, for a player that has a more consistent role on the offense because there are going to be some games that Mike Evans does have good games and he does have you know 10 receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown but most of the time it's not going to be like that so I would look to trade him after a solid game and sell high on him in the future a player that I am not a big fan of uh, this year in fantasy football moving on to our second faller and that is running back for the Detroit Lions DeAndre Swift so you're asking you're asking me why is DeAndre Swift on the fallers lift if he finished Sunday with 24 fantasy points the, the reason why he is on the fallers list is because of the starting running back of the Lions Jamal Williams Jamal Williams against the Niners actually started the game and outplayed um, and, and actually outplayed DeAndre Swift he had two less carries and 58 more yards he had a rushing TD and had the same amount of receptions eight receptions um for and but played half of the snaps swift played 68 snap snaps and williams played 32 snaps and so i think as the season goes on um that there will be more of a 50 50 split in the snaps and that's not going to be good for swift and i think similar to mike evans after a high after this game where he had 24 fantasy points i would be looking to i'd be looking to trade him uh, for a player with a more, again, a more consistent role, maybe James Robinson, maybe Ezekiel Elliott, maybe a player's panicking on Nick Chubb, a player like that, I would be looking to trade them. I would trade. I would be looking to trade Swift for them because uh, I think Jamal Williams is a good player, and I think the Lions know that. That's why they signed him, and I think he is going to have a consistent role in this offense. And Swift is now not going to be the top tier fantasy running back that he thought he was going to be. So that is why Swift is a faller, and maybe you should be looking to trade him. Now, moving on to our last faller of the episode, and that is the entire Washington Washington football team offense. So early in the game against the Chargers, starting quarterback for the football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick, left the game. He hurt his hip, and they, the team announced that they he's going to be put on IR and will be out for an extended period of time with that hip injury so because of that the backup quarterback Taylor Heineke uh, takes over and so because because of that we have to downgrade Terry McLaurin Antonio Gibson and and Logan Thomas don't really worry about Gibson so much he is still a strong strong RB2 option not with a little less upside now um, and Thomas is still a solid tight end one especially in the tight end landscape we have with not that many great options but the player that we have to downgrade the most is scary Terry Terry McLaurin I did not like Terry McLaurin coming in to this year at all really to start with um, and now with a much worse QB um, and that is going to be the starter in Taylor Heineke you it's not looking good for him um, right so you have to downgrade him as of right now he is a wide receiver two for me I think that his trade value right now is not very high because of his performance in week one and because of the Fitz news um, and the Taylor Heineke taking over. So right now you just want to keep him. And of course you play him every week. You play, you always play your studs, but just that's something to monitor that these three players, Gibson, Thomas, and McLaurin are not going to be, to have as much upside as they did when the season started when Fitz was the starter. And yeah, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify, Apple Music, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps the channel out a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening and...
Goodbye.